You're listening to The Burrow at Pittman Park. Find us online at www.pittmanpark.org. here uh, in the borough talking about uh, two very important verbs that Jesus tells us in Luke chapter 10, and that's go and do. You remember the story of the Good Samaritan where uh, Jesus advises his disciples, his followers, advises the, uh, the lawyer, uh, the expert in the law about what he ought to do. And he says, go and do like the Samaritan, meet the world with compassion, meet the world with care. Go and do likewise. Well, this week we're in week two of verbs, and we're talking about stop and sit. And stop and sit seems like the opposite of go and do. And it can be the opposite of go and do if you're not careful, but we're not actually talking about opposites today. We're talking about a different kind of stopping, a different kind of sitting or waiting on God. Well, this morning, or actually this weekend... (laughs) I had the opportunity to go to Waycross. Uh, my in-laws, they actually live in Waycross, Georgia. And so we got to go down um, and spend some time at the pool. At least that's what we told Addie. We told Addie we were going to Nana and Papa's house because we were going to go spend time around the pool. I don't know if you do this with your children, uh, but we sort of veil trips that we have to make um, for special events around vacation kind of themes. Do you ever do this um, to kind of trick them? Um, so... <laughs> Uh, We told Addie, we're going to the pool to swim at at Nana and Papa's, which is true. But the real reason we went is because we were having a birthday shower, a birthday shower, a baby shower um, for one of Stephanie's cousins. And it was going to be a time for us to all be in one place and and to bless her and send her off with some good stuff to care um, for her baby that'll be here not too far from now. So we were down in in Waycross and... um, the prospect of having guests in the house, uh, it always brings with it a lot of stress. Have you ever noticed this? That everything can be fine in your house until you realize that somebody's coming over. You know, everything's clean enough in the house when it's just you and your husband or you and your wife or you and your kids. Everything's clean enough. But whenever you have guests come over, what happens? You break out utensils, you break out um, implements, you break out tools, you break out cleansers and disinfectors uh, that you haven't used in like months, right? Am I right? This used to happen around Christmas and Thanksgiving. Well, anytime anybody came over uh, to our house when we were growing up, there was this mad ritual of like cleaning everything, make it all spotless, make it all clean. And so by the time the people that you were trying to welcome to your house got there, you were like stressed out and you couldn't even enjoy the moment with your guests. You've ever been there? Anybody sympathize with me on that? I can remember, uh, and maybe it's just my family, I can remember my mom growing up. Um, One time we pulled all the china out of her china cabinet, uh, which was like huge, and it still is a huge, but I remember it being just massive growing up. So there was all this china and plates and crystal and all of this stuff that we pulled out and put on our big dining room table to clean. You ever clean china? It's not easy. So we were cleaning and scrubbing and polishing and making sure it was all right. You know why we did that? Just so we could take it all and put it back inside of the china cabinet so it would look nice. When people, do you ever do this? It's insane, right? But you do it anyways. You still do it. You still do it. (laughs) You know, instead of just a broom and a rag to clean up the house, you get out all kind of stuff. You scrub the baseboards to get everything clean. All because you have guests that are coming. All because somebody special is coming to visit, or maybe you want to impress somebody. Well, the scripture text that we're going to be looking at this morning is from Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42. And it's one of those texts 
that it seems to speak directly to the world in which we live. Because it's, it's about hospitality. It's about welcoming people into your home, welcoming guests. It's about stress. It's about anxiety. It's about what matters most. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and open up to Luke chapter 10. Even if it's on your smartphone or your iPad, open up to Luke chapter 10, uh, verses 38 to 42. We're going to read uh, through these verses together this morning. This is Luke 10, 38. We're going to pause for a moment at verse 40. Ready? Here we go. It says there that as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, they came to a village where a woman named Martha opened up her home to him. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to Jesus and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her, Jesus, tell her to help me. Tell her to help me. Underline that in your notes there. Just underline, tell her to help me. Now, I don't know um, if you're a proponent of birth order theory or not. Do you know what birth order is? Birth order theory is? It's this theory that was put forth by a guy, guy named Alfred Adler, a contemporary of Sim, Sigmund Freud and Carl Jung. He was sort of a contemporary of theirs. Um, and he argued that depending on your birth order, whether you're the first child, the second child, or the third child, that you've got a certain set of attributes about you, that, that certain personality traits could be determined just by where you fell in your birth order. He believed that children were sort of formed that way, that they inherently learned these things from their parents. So Martha is the oldest of three siblings. She's got a younger sister named Mary, and she's got a brother named Lazarus. Now, I'm a firstborn. Are there any firstborns here today? Firstborns? Okay. All right. You're gonna, we're going to be okay. And, and secondborns or thirdborns, you'll get this. It'll be okay. All right. So firstborns. Um, us firstborns, we have a particular set of personality traits, and they go like this. Firstborns are typically believed to be serious, to be conscientious, directive, goal-oriented, aggressive, rule-conscious. I have my, my daughter, Addie, our firstborn, um, she is rule-conscious, and she's also a rule-maker. And everything in the house is fine as long as it's working according to her rules. All right? that's, that's firstborn birth order stuff. Uh, first, firstborns tend to be more responsible, more jealous, more organized, more fearful, more high-achieving, more competitive. They tend to have higher self-esteem, and they have a lot more anxiety. They have a lot more anxiety. See, firstborns, they learn the concept of power and rules and achievement at a very early age. And Martha was a firstborn. Martha was a firstborn. She was busy. She was busy following the rules. She was doing exactly what a woman should have been doing when a guest came over to a house in ancient Israel. She was busying herself, getting everything ready, making sure everything was prepared, that the, that the china was polished and the crystal was, was clear and that everything was ready to go on the table. Um, she was working, 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 working. She was getting things done. And she couldn't stand the fact, she couldn't stand the fact that her little sister, because that's how firstborns see their siblings, no matter what their age is, she couldn't stand the fact that her little sister was just sitting there just sitting there doing absolutely nothing. Mary, don't you know that we have a guest? You can almost hear Martha saying this. Mary, don't you know 
that we have a guest. Mary, don't you know that there's things that we have to get done? Don't you know that if we don't get the floors clean, that dinner's not gonna be ready on time? So what does Mary do? I mean, what does Martha do? What does Martha do? She does what any firstborn does. She goes to the person in charge and complains. (laughs) She goes to the guest. She goes to Jesus and she says, Jesus, don't you see that there's a problem here? I'm back in the kitchen slaving away, trying to get everything ready, everything repaired to make sure that you're all taken care of. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. Everything's lined up and it's getting there, but I can't get it done if Mary doesn't come on. Tell her, tell my sister to come and help me. Tell my sister to come and help me. Mary compl- or Martha complains to Jesus and Jesus speaks to exactly where Martha is. Listen to what Jesus says there. This is verse 41 in chapter 10. Jesus says, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and you are upset about many things. About many things. But a few things are needed. Or indeed only one, Mary. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. See, Jesus sees what's going on. And the issue isn't that Mary's not helping. The issue is, is that Mary, is that Martha is confused about what's ma- what matters most. Martha is distracted. Martha is overloaded. In fact, the Greek word to describe Martha's state is a word that, that means to be pulled in two different directions, to be torn in two different directions. Martha is so overloaded. She's so overburdened by everything that's going on, all important stuff, all good stuff that she's trying to get done for her guests. She's so caught up in all of that stuff that she doesn't have time to deal with what's most important. The guest has arrived. He's sitting in the living room. Yet she's busy in the back. Martha's mind and her life were filled by so many different things that all vied for her attention that she wasn't even sure what needed to be tended to first. So Martha gets busy preparing for Jesus to arrive. She's so busy that when he shows up, she can't even enjoy his presence. Martha's worry, Martha's distraction prevented her from being truly present with Jesus, and it caused her to actually drive a wedge between her sister and herself, and also between Jesus and herself. Can you imagine the relationship between Mary and Martha to that point? I mean, I'm sure Martha by now has told Mary all of the things that she has to get done, and Mary has probably told her that, listen, when Jesus gets here, I'm, I'm dropping it all, and I'm going to spend time with him. We're not going to keep scrubbing floors whenever the guests arrive, And it seems like by this point in the story that that maybe Mary and Martha aren't even talking to each other anymore because Martha's so stressed out. Martha's so overburdened. So she speaks to Jesus instead and says, Jesus, tell my good-for-nothing, lazy little sister to come and help me. You know, in a culture of hectic schedules and the relentless pursuit of productivity, you and I, we are tempted to be a lot like Martha. We're tempted to measure our worth by how busy we are, by how much we accomplish, or how well we meet the expectations of others. 
Martha was doing everything she was supposed to do. She just missed out on what was most important. It's not just true for first children. It's true for all of us. We all get in cycles of life where we just go and do and go and do and go and do. And before things that brought us life and gave us joy actually steal our joy and actually pull us out of life. In fact, they can do it so much that we can miss out on the power and presence of God in our lives, in our world. It's also true that our busyness and our distraction, it stems most often from the most noble of intentions that we have. We want to provide for our families. We want to give our children every opportunity that they they could ever want to enrich their lives. We want to serve our neighbors, and, and yeah, we want to serve God too, but the truth is you and I can get so busy doing all those things, even serving the church, that we can miss out. We can miss out on the opportunity to have our lives transformed by the power and presence of God. Some of us have given up slavery to sin and we've taken up slavery to the church. And because of that, we've lost our joy because instead of of working with God, we started working for God. And then we started working for the church. And finally that connection between what we're doing and who we're called to be in Christ has been broken because we got so busy and so overloaded and so overburdened. That's where Martha is in the story. She's got so much going on that she's become a slave to the rules and a slave to doing all the things she's supposed to do. And because of that, she misses out. She misses out on the opportunity to experience Christ's real presence with her. Now, you first children, you Marthas, the church wouldn't be here today if it weren't for people like you who got things done. But sometimes, you need to give yourself a break. You need to take a deep breath, step back, and realize that the whole thing doesn't hinge on you. The whole plan isn't centered on you, but is centered in Christ. And when you step away, it's okay. Because it's God who's working his plan in your life. It's not all on you. If all our activities, if all of our programs, if all of the stuff we do, if it all leaves us with no time to be still in God's presence, to be still and hear God's word, then we're likely to end up just like Martha, anxious and upset. We're likely to end up working for Jesus rather than working with Jesus. We're likely to lose our joy, our interest, and even our concern for others. So here's the question this morning. Are you anxious Are you upset? Are you living like Martha, running from one chore to the next, one responsibility to the next, not sure what's most important or what matters most, simply knowing that you've got to get this done? Are you being pulled in your life in two different directions because of all of the responsibilities that you've taken on for yourself? Are you consumed with worry?
Are you consumed with fear? Is what you're doing in your life, is it drawing you into God's presence? Or is it driving a wedge between you and and, and the God that so desperately wants to give you life? Those are hard questions. And questions that we don't often like to answer because the truth is most often we don't like the answer that we'll get. Because we're all a little bit like Martha. What I want you to know this morning is that Jesus invites all of us, whether you're Mary or whether you're Martha, all of us who are worried, all of us who are distracted by many things, to sit and rest in God's presence, to hear his words of grace and truth, and to know that we are loved and valued as children of God. You're invited to be renewed in your faith so that you can be strengthened for service to God's mission today, this morning, in this place. There's only one thing. There's only one thing that's needed. It's attention to our guest. The one who came here with us. The spirit of Christ with us. Attention to the one who called us to this place. Who calls us into his presence to deliver us from all of our worry and all of our anxiety. And all of our fear so that we can truly be free. So maybe today you just need to stop and sit. Maybe today you just need to carve out a few minutes of time to be in God's presence rather than being consumed with what comes next or whatever it is that you need to get ready for. So today you're invited to take some time in this space to sit in God's presence, either in your seats or back in a prayer area we've set up in the back right corner of the room. You can go back there. You are invited to sit. Because this morning, nothing's next. There is no closing song today. There is no benediction. Just the opportunity for you to find some peace and some rest at the feet of Jesus Christ. If you'd like to be prayed with, there's, there's going to be people back in the back to pray with you this morning. If you'd like, you just sit where you are and have some quiet time. You're welcome to do so. You're free to go. As God leads you, you're free to stay as long as God would have you here this morning.